Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, House Bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop House Bill 728. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. up what's up everybody glad to see you glad to see you on this tuesday night and uh hope all is well with you i know that i've been kind of absent i know that i haven't been here haven't been around life sometimes just gets in the way that life sometimes just gets in the way and so i have uh, i've had to take a few days away but now I'm here, now I'm back with you. Uh, this is the new schedule. We have started the new schedule today. So Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, very, very late Saturday nights after all the games uh, end. That is now the new schedule. Tuesday nights, Tuesday nights, Thursday nights at 7.45. Saturday nights at... 9.45-ish, somewhere in there after most of the games have ended. That is the new schedule. So here we are. It's week one. College football is here. It's already started in effect, but uh, it is here now uh, for the rest of us anyway. Shout out Vanderbilt for performing as well as they did, making me look pretty smart. Um, But it's here now. And so the new schedule is here. And I'm sorry for uh, telling you I was going to be live a couple days when I wasn't. Again, life just got in the way, but we are consistent for the rest of the season. This is how it is going to go. My name, of course, is Michael Borky. Uh, My full-time job is on the radio for three hours a day at Sports Talk Mississippi. But um, I'm glad that this is also something that I get to do not as much as I want, but that's okay. And I'm glad you guys are with me. If you want to support this and, and help me continue doing this as this little side deal, uh, subscribe to the channel. If you have not already, please like the video. Please subscribe to the channel. I would appreciate that very much. And uh, tell your friends, get your wife's phone uh, or your husband's phone and get uh, and hit subscribe there as well. You know, it doesn't cost anything. Uh, help me out as best you can. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, all that good stuff. I would appreciate that very much. Also, ring the notification bell, and we'll do this a few times a week, most importantly after the games get done on uh, on Saturday. So let's get started. Uh, I do want to talk about a couple of things that I heard from Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin's press conference, um, the lines as well, big lines. Uh, let's see. Last I saw, Ole Miss is a 21 and a half point favorite. 
And Mississippi State is a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. So big lines for Ole Miss and State. Southern Miss, by the way, three-point dog for uh, for what that's worth to you. Um, that is the most intriguing game around here of the weekend anyway. Um, I know nationally there are far more interesting and important games than the ones we'll play here, but it's Southern Miss is playing the most interesting game this weekend. Should be, hopefully, will be the closest game that Southern Miss wins. Of course. So I want to talk about all that, but of course, most importantly, uh, what uh, what you guys have to think. And Memphis Rebel gets us started. So is that white on Navy combo confirmed? Certainly feels like it. I don't think anybody has really like reported that on record. Not that that's something that like a re- I mean, I guess a reporter can do that, I suppose. I feel like if you are a real reporter, uh, asking about uniform combinations is probably or should be low on your list of things that you are asking about as a reporter. Uh, but it certainly seems like that is that is real, that uh, the white on blue with new helmet logos is uh, is a real thing. I like it. I know that people love uh, the traditional uniforms, and they think they're the best in college football, and, and that is a subjective opinion. And I think they're fine. I think they look really good. But if Ohio State is not too good to play around with their uniforms, either are you. And Ohio State has a great traditional, iconic college football look, and yet they do alternate jerseys and alternate helmets, and they mess around with new things. If Ohio State is not too good for it, either are you. That's kind of my stance on it. So try new things. Why not? Kids like shiny new things. It's just uniforms. After all, it is, uh, it's fine. Ramsey says, uh, what's up? Uh, how are you not freaking excited? It's finally here. Hello, college football. Man, I'm through the roof. I'm absolutely through the roof. I I have really, uh, these last couple of weeks work-wise, if you can believe it, have been kind of a struggle. Now, I'm not complaining about the job. It's just, there's just kind of been this, okay, camp starts, football's here, but yet it's not really here and nothing comes out of camp anymore and preseason NFL is happening and that's fine, but this state wants college football the most. And so you've got to do college football every day, but how do you make it fresh when you've spent all summer talking about it. it. It's been hard. So I'm glad that's over and we can actually like, you know, get into it a little bit. I, I'm through the, I'm absolutely through the roof. Um, Tim says, does look good. Are you talking about, uh, is it you that always comments on how I haven't hung my curtains yet? Is it you, Tim? Cause somebody always points out that, that, that curtain, it used to have a curtain rod, that curtain rod broke. And, and one of you points that out to me all the time, but that's fine. Can we go ahead and cancel the season and crown Vandy as SEC champs? What what an improvement, though. I, I know Hawaii's not good. I know they're not good. They're not going to win a lot of games. But Vanderbilt was well coached. They played with an edge. Mike Wright was impressive. They had to game plan on the fly because Hawaii, I mean, they knew nothing about Hawaii, which makes Troy a little bit interesting for Ole Miss because new coach, new scheme, all that. But there was nothing, nothing that Vanderbilt had in terms of scheme or personnel or quarterback. They had nothing to go by. They had to game plan on the fly. They were really impressive. I don't think winning an SEC game is out of the question for them. I don't think uh, more than one is is going to happen, but I think they'll get one. I do. I, I think they'll they they will sneak up and win an SEC game. I wouldn't be surprised if they go 4-0 in the non-conference. They have Elon, uh, Wake Forest, but without Sam Hartman. 
and Northern Illinois. I, I don't think it's crazy to say that they will hit their over win total in the non-conference. I, I really don't. I really don't. So what are you hearing around town? If you were a betting man, who's your starter? Jackson Dart, if I was a betting man, that, that would be the uh, that would be my starter. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. I have maintained that I think there is some level of embellishment coming from Lane Kiffin, and I'm only really using precedent uh, to go by. I think people are too often forgetting about how 2020 was handled. Matt Corral was clearly the better player. People that covered the program knew that he was going to start, but they never formally announced anything. You had national, you had people that worked for the SEC network that that were talking about John Rice Plumley on game week. And it was never a possibility, ever. They never announced it. The Monday depth chart had an or. It was never talked about, and it when it was super-duper obvious, they still didn't talk about it. I believe that there's been some confliction. I believe that it's extremely close, but I don't believe that they have no idea what they're going to do. I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I don't buy it at all that they have no idea what they're going to do. I don't buy that at all. I think they very much know what they're going to do. I think that they would have preferred there to be more separation, and there hasn't been. I think there's been some frustration because of that, but I absolutely think they know what they're going to do. These are football coaches, the most paranoid people on the planet, sticklers for planning everything, and you're telling me that on Tuesday they still have no idea what they're going to do with quarterback? Nah. I can't. I, I don't believe that. I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. It's that they're maybe not totally convinced. Maybe it's very close. That they're they're frustrated with some things, but I don't buy for a second that they haven't actually made a decision. Tim's got his eye on Southern Miss. Yeah, I, I really like Will Hall. I hope they have a good season. I really really like him. Um, Ohio State with a thumbs down. There's a lot of Ohio State stuff up on that wall, man. There's uh, So I've got, I went to a Michigan State game uh, with my dad, and that's that one. Wait, wait, wait. That's that's that one. It's a Michigan State game. And actually, uh, one of the guys on the program recently passed, Shane Olivia, rest his soul. Um, I went to a Michigan game right there, which was really cool. That was a gift to me. That's uh, Nick Mangold, who played center for the Jets. That's his autograph. That's uh, that's Furman. It's uh, Lewis Ivory and Will Bouton, uh running back and, and linebacker that uh, they went to the national championship that year, I believe. That was uh, 2001, and they beat Western Kentucky in the playoffs, if you can believe that. That's a hand-drawn uh, old Ohio Stadium. It's a Fiesta Bowl that I went to. Saw uh, Darren Sproles play for Kansas State that night. That was really cool. So, yeah, I've got, the, you know, Old family ties and uh, and stuff like that. Did that uh, Jimbo cat get fired? You're talking about that high school football coach. Um, he needs to. I don't like calling for people's jobs. I, I don't. I, I think that we far too often in society do that. Um, I think that is really un or not debatable though. Um, if not, then uh, then that needs to happen. 
you you can't continue forward with him coaching high school football after that. You can't do it. Chase says, Ole Miss, you needs the last couple of years, and the new ones announced make me more and more salty that State is in Adidas school. Yeah, State needs a uniform overhaul. They do. They they need to, the the logo. This that they need to go away from that logo on their chest. They they need a uniform overhaul. And my advice would be to simplify it a little bit. I, I don't like like what they've done with the pants in the past, where they they have that giant logo that's like tilted sideways. Um, I love the uh, the jersey that they're wearing against Bowling Green this year. The alternate, I think that looks fantastic. I loved loved the flying M. Uh, I, I think that they should keep that in the permanent rotation. And state fans don't like this. I think that. The baseball MS should be a full athletic department logo. I think that looked phenomenal on a football helmet. I would thin it out a little bit or have like a different color outline and make it bigger. But that I would use for all sports. That is a phenomenal logo. Uh, It would be unique in the SEC to Mississippi State football. And they should do that. They should. Uh, But I know it's, you know, baseball. That's baseball's logo and you can't use baseball for other things, even though football essentially pays for the entire athletic department, including baseball. Uh, without the football team, you would not have a baseball stadium that looks like that, I promise you. So maybe you should you know, let football use the cool stuff that baseball has, but eh, that's that's just me. Since says Vandy's not great, but improved. They lost 23-3 to at home to East Tennessee State last season. Yeah, yeah. If the, there is a dramatic difference. And coaching, they they looked they they looked like they had an edge, and you can't quantify stuff like that, which is why I don't like saying it. But obviously, the score was what it was. They they couldn't have done that to anybody last year, but they were more disciplined. They were better coached. Clark Lee is, I mean, he was a first time head coach last year in a bad program in the SEC. Um, clearly, he's he's learned. Tim, you don't need to buy me a new curtain rod. I appreciate that. I just, uh, I need to go get one. Chase also says, I don't get, quote, it's just Hawaii guy. It's also still just Vanderbilt. That's a good point. They don't just drop nine touchdowns against anyone. That's a big deal for a post-Franklin Vandy football team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that that I think that sent a message that, Look, I mean, Alabama's not going to have any issue. Georgia's not going to have any issue. Kentucky's not going to have any issue. But you're not just going to roll into the Vanderbilt game and and half-ass it, forgive my language, and beat them. They're going to make you work for it. Now, is everybody on their SEC schedule more talented than them? Yes, but they're going to make you work for it. They are. They're going to make you work for it. It's a big step forward because last year you really didn't have to work for it to beat Vanderbilt. Largely, you didn't have to. South Carolina did. Ole Miss kind of did. But they were a pushover. This this Vanderbilt team's not going to lay down. And and that that's important. That matters. Now, is Lane Kiffin taking his time to really make sure about his decision? Possibly so. I think they have a plan, though. I think they know what they're going to do. I could be wrong. I will sit here on Saturday night with you guys and, and freely just talk about how wrong I am. I, I absolutely will do that because you know it's sports. What the hell, right? Um, I just don't think that on Monday, meticulous planners like football coaches have no idea what they're going to do. I can't buy that. I, I can't. 
most intriguing non-SEC game this weekend. Um, so uh, the obvious answer is Ohio State, Notre Dame because of the brands and stuff. I'll give you an off-the-radar one. North Carolina is at Appalachian State. In Boone, at Appalachian State, going to be a raucous environment. North Carolina struggled defensively against FAMU last week. They threw the football around a little bit on them, struggled scoring at, at spots against that depleted FAMU team with 25 fewer players than they were supposed to have because of all of the issues there. And it's an FCS team, obviously overmatched. One-and-a-half-point favorites in Boone. I saw this stat earlier today. Blew my mind. App State, and they're too deep has 21, 21 fifth or sixth year seniors in their two deep. The overwhelming majority are starters. 21 fifth or sixth year seniors in Appalachian State's two deep. Those guys, here, I, I should have pulled this up. Those guys have played so much football and so much winning football. So. That those guys, the fifth-year seniors, they have had an eleven and two, thirteen and one, nine and three, ten and four season. Those are the last four years of App State football, starting in twenty eighteen. Eleven and two, thirteen and one, nine and three, ten and four, and that though those guys, twenty-one of them are fifth or sixth-year seniors on that App State team. You think they're going to be scared of North Carolina? You think they're going to be intimidated at all? You think they're not going to be ready to play and, and experienced? I think that North Carolina is in trouble this weekend, and that's not the biggest game. That's not the, the marquee stuff with Arkansas and Cincinnati and Utah and Florida and Georgia and Oregon and Ohio State and, and Notre Dame, and those are all the marquee games I will have North Carolina App State on because I think North Carolina can go into Boone and I think they can lose and that's interesting as hell to me. Brett, it's you. That's right. You're the uh, curtain call outlier. It's going to stay like that forever. It is. Just deal with it. My dad's favorite college football team is Ohio State. That's that's where all this uh, that's that's where all this came from. My dad played uh, college baseball at a really small college uh, in Ohio and um, you know grew to love. Ohio State because of that. So that that that's where all this and, and there's another one up there too. That's where all that comes from. Is uh, that that's that's my dad. He, he took me to uh, one Ohio State game almost every year in my childhood. I, I've been to a lot. I, I've been to Happy Valley. I've, I've I've been blessed and lucky to have have seen a lot of college football in a lot of cool places in my life. That is uh, at you know. Sick brag. I don't. I don't mean to do that, but I have gotten to see it in, in a lot of places. In part, mostly in part because of uh, him. Chase says, uh, "I think the obvious choice is going to be Florida and Utah." And you think that the Georgia Oregon game will be a wash quickly? I agree, but I'm looking forward to Cincy and Arkansas. That is a six point line. I I love Arkansas minus six. I mean. It, Cincinnati lost basically every productive player from last year's team. Uh, I think that if this game were in week five, it might feel a little bit different, but I love the Hogs in that one. Florida-Utah is interesting as hell. I mean, obviously the weather is going to be different. I wonder um, 
what Florida's roster looks like after a few years of Dan Mullen, because logic would tell you that they should have better athletes just by a product of where they're located and what conference they play in. But is that actually the case? People think Utah is a sleeper playoff contender. It's a huge test for them right out, right out of the gate. That That's, that's the real answer. Um, but also, Chase, he said non-SEC game. So you, you kind of cheated there a little bit. But EGO1 says, I was never a fan of the Ole Miss white pants with the red stripe. Looked like a candy cane. Give me the solid white pants. Yeah, some people disagree with that. People think that they look like practice pants. I don't know. Memphis Rebel says, I don't think State would look bad in Under Armour or Jordan gear. Yeah, Jordan's really selective. I, like so many people are trying to to be Jordan teams, and they just can't. Uh, they can't do it. You think Ole Miss football should use the baseball logo, Scott? I disagree. If you're talking about the block M, I disagree. Just because Michigan uses that, basically, Missouri uses that. Marshall uses that. When you look at that block M, you've got to think about who that could be. You know, it's it, it's not unique to you. It's, it's not unique to you. The script and the script M, that's unique to you. So use that to me. Am I surprised, Ramsey's asking, that uh, Jarrett Doge isn't the starting quarterback at Troy after... Uh, yeah, he transferred like two weeks ago. Maybe it's just a product of, you know, couldn't acclimate and learn the offense and stuff in time. Or, or maybe... Um, Maybe, quite frankly, he's just not good enough, and that's why he keeps having to transfer. A little bit surprised, though. Uh, a little bit. Tim says, I, I will cut a piece of... No, you don't have to make me rot, I promise. I'll, I'll go get another one. That's a door, actually. It's not a window. That's a door, and it's a it's a metal door, so I can't just like drill into it anyway. I mean, I could, but... Um... Zarek says, Ole Miss's quarterback decision is bigger than just this season. Whoever's the quarterback choice will likely lead... Uh, for two years with the other transferring, which is why the decision is taking so long. Um, th- there's That's definitely true. Um, I I mean, I, I guess Jackson Dart could apply for a waiver. I mean, he's already used his penalty-free transfer. I'm, I'm sure there's ways around that. But I, I would expect the other one, if what I think is true, if Jackson Dart is the quarterback and he plays well and doesn't get hurt and he completes the season – then Luke Altmaier will transfer. That's just how it works now. Literally half of the starting quarterbacks in college football this year are transfers. Literally half. It's just the nature of the beast now. Kobe's asking if I think State will win in week one. Yes, I do think they will win. The question is cover. I made a pick last week or two weeks ago that said uh, that they did. I think I have it written down. I don't actually have a notebook in front of me tonight. Just kind of wanted to wing it with you guys. But I think I have it in my notebook. It was 38-17, I think was my score. What I'm wrestling with, Kobe, is I I don't know how Memphis is going to score even 17. I've been very high on Mississippi State's defense. Crummity's not going to play. He might be out for a little while, which is something to keep an eye on for week three, especially because that would be a big loss if he can't play in week three. I can't I can't help but wonder like how Memphis is going to score 17. I'm questioning my own pick, Kobe. I, I'm questioning my own pick. But yes, I, I think they will win and I, I do think that they they will cover. Uh there, there's there should be, and Mike Leach talked about it today, someone at his press conference. There, there should be uh no overlooking Memphis. He, he said that he thinks that some guys last year 
didn't give them the proper respect that they deserved. Um, he even said, and I'm paraphrasing, something like, um, if you need extra motivation to get up for games like this, uh, then you shouldn't be playing football anyway. Despite him saying that, they're going to make sure this team is well aware of what happened last year. Because let's be honest, Ole Miss fans won't like this, but this is the truth. Mississippi State should have beaten Memphis last year. I'm not even talking about refs. They were better than Memphis last year. They were more talented. They were better. They played like garbage, and they got themselves beat. State fans might not like this. I don't think you can blame the refs for the Memphis game. The game should have never been close enough to where the refs could have dictated the outcome anyway. Point being, I think State was better than Memphis last year, despite the outcome of the game. I think that same principle applies here. And there won't be any reason for anybody to not be sharp and focused and locked in. Because if State's doing it right, and I think they are, they are constantly being reminded of what happened last year. And it has nothing to do with officials. I expect State to come out focused and ready to play and, and playing well. In what should be a pretty decent environment. You know, there's going to be yeah, 50,000 or, or so there, which, you know, is... Uh, 80% full should be a, a decent little crowd too on a what hopefully is a good weather Saturday night. And I, I think State will be focused and ready to play. Ramsey says, don't forget about those uh, famous Paladins of Furman playing North Greenville. Should be an exciting game. Yeah, I hope not. Although Furman's wearing some pretty sick uniforms. They're going all black. But um, the, uh, the, the catchphrase, the hashtag or whatever that they're using for this game is F-U after dark. F-U after dark. And on the back of their helmets, this is permanent, and it's the chant that they do at the games. It says F-U all the time. So, F-U all the time. It's a good question. Does the minus 17 spread say more about Ohio State or Notre Dame? I think it says more about Ohio State. And, and Matthew, I've been thinking about that line so much today. Is Notre Dame really that overmatched with Ohio State? I know it's a new coach. Brian Kelly's gone. Marcus Freeman in. Is Notre Dame really 17 points different than Ohio State? And I think my answer is yes. Because now with the new defensive coordinator at Ohio State, they, they poached the guy that was exceptional last year at Oklahoma State. And C.J. Stroud being what I think. People talking about Will Levis as the number one overall pick. How can you watch Will Levis play and watch C.J. Stroud play and say Will Levis would be a better pro? I don't know what people are thinking when they watch quarterbacks and they look at C.J. Stroud and think that he is a step below Will Levis. C.J. Stroud can do everything that a quarterback needs to do on a field. Literally everything. Uh, so I've thought about it a lot. I think it says more about Ohio State. I think Ohio State is one of three teams and three teams only that can actually truly win the national championship. Um, Stroud is phenomenal. They should have the best group of receivers in college football, even better than Alabama, although it's, you know, it's razor thin. Um, so I think I like Ohio State to cover the 17, but man, that's difficult because I like Marcus Freeman a lot. I think Notre Dame's got a pretty damn good roster, but 
in the shoe with a more dynamic offense and a more dynamic quarterback, I think that it'll end up that way. Might be close for a while, but Chase says, I didn't read the question thoroughly. I have Southern and a UMMC degree. Well, hey, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll look past the Southern thing, but UMMC is where my son was born. It's a great place. It's a great place. Um, Ramsey says, I don't know if y'all noticed some tension in Altmaier's voice yesterday at the stand, but I noticed some frustration in several questions. That's interesting. I'd, um, I, I didn't notice that, but that doesn't mean it wasn't there. I, I didn't notice that. They both said uh, all the right things, I think. Um, and again, if Luke isn't the starter, he's one play away from being the guy. You know, so you got to stay locked in. Chase says Memphis covers that spread. I don't think so. But I, I I hear what you're saying. He says until we see the mental mistakes, poor execution, and periods of being thoroughly whipped on the offensive line show they're improved, I have a hard time feeling good about them. It's a tough balance, right, Chase, between what you think they can be and what they might actually be. I said this today on the radio. I, I have a feeling that when I clip it and post it online tomorrow, I'm going to get kind of shredded for it. Um, I think with State, record should not be the end-all, be-all for how you evaluate the season. And I kind of said this last year. But I don't think record should be the end-all, be-all. I was talking to somebody yesterday about it, and... The, the the question was essentially, if they go seven and five, should I be mad? And my response was, well, what does it look like? Because when you, when you think about Mississippi State's seven wins last year, one of them was Vanderbilt. You no longer play Vanderbilt. One of them was Texas A&M. Um, good win, tough win on the road, but that's certainly not a W that you can put on this year's schedule. You do have to go to Kentucky. You do have to go to Baton Rouge. You do have to go to Ole Miss. If they go seven and five again, but those losses are Georgia, for example, Alabama, Texas A&M beats them. Um, Kentucky beats them on the road, and there's one more in there. Maybe it's Arkansas, maybe it's Ole Miss and Oxford. But every week you feel like they play well, that they are more consistent, that offensively they're moving the ball every week. They just play in the SEC West, and by God, they've got to play Georgia and Alabama, and those are two losses. And I'm not going to hear the, well, maybe they could beat Georgia because the talent gap is so vast that that is a pipe dream. There's two schedule losses. It's a very difficult one, but I think if they have an identical record from last year, but it looks different, they're more competitive. They're moving the football. They're not making mental mistakes. They don't have a weird loss to Memphis or Arizona or something like that in there. But every week they're better and more competitive. I think that can be an acceptable outcome. But if they go seven and five and it's a loss to Arizona, but like they beat Texas AM, but then like, you know, they lose to Ole Miss again and they're not competitive at all with Alabama and not competitive at all with Ole Miss. And, and and it's it's a roller coaster that would be concerning. I think if you consistency is acceptable, but what would frustrate me and, and what I would talk about when the season's over is, are you going to accept in perpetuity 
Well, Mike Leach always loses a game. He's not supposed to lose. That's just him because that can get old really fast, especially if you're in the SEC. It's it's fun to talk about when he's at Washington State that, yeah, you know, he loses to Portland State, but then he turns around and beats Oregon. So what are you going to do? I mean, that, that's that's fun to talk about. But in reality, if you're going to win at a high level in the SEC, you can't consistently lose to teams you're not supposed to lose to. And if that's going to be a staple of his state program, that is more concerning to me than having an identical record with consistent performances that are not just shooting yourself in the foot against bad teams, because that's what they did last year. LSU was a bad team. State lost to them because they played poorly. Texas A&M was not necessarily a good team. Kentucky was a, a, a good team a year ago. State beat them when they played well. You saw what their ceiling was. NC State was a solid football team last year. When State played well, you saw what their ceiling was. But the issue is they're not playing that well every week. And if that's going to be a staple of Mike Leach's program, you guys are going to get sick of it very fast. Very fast. Because last year is not acceptable. You can't just be dramatically inconsistent and keep fans happy and engaged in this league. You've got to be consistent. You got to run or walk before you run, and you can't run and then walk and then take a water break and run. No, it's it's got to be one or the other. You got to walk first before you run, but it's got to be one action first. AGO wants his biggest chance for an SEC team getting upset this weekend. I'm kind of watching Louisiana Tech at Missouri. Let's see, biggest chance for an upset. Um. That's probably the best candidate. Uh, I mean, LSU, I think, could lose. I don't think they will, but I think they could. I I will be picking LSU for what it's worth. They're a three-point favorite. Uh, Louisiana Tech-Missouri is interesting. I won't watch it because there's more interesting games on, but I'll I'll keep the score update going anyway. Uh, Yeah, that's probably the best candidate. I don't think Georgia's losing to Oregon. It is a big line, but I don't think they're going to lose the game. I don't think Ole Miss is losing. I don't think State is losing. Florida's an underdog. Alabama's certainly not losing to Utah State. Um, Kentucky, Miami of Ohio, I doubt it. So, yeah, that's that's probably the one. Chase on State says, you could tell me they win anywhere from five to ten wins, and I wouldn't disagree with you on any of those. Yeah. Is there another Nebraska situation this weekend? Meaning like a coach on the hot seat loses a game he shouldn't, now everybody wants him fired? Uh, Mike Norvell at Florida State. If he loses to LSU, that that noise is going to start in quickly. Scott says, what do I think about the CBS song being used in almost every commercial break during the Vandy Hawaii game? Yeah, you know what that says about you, Scott? That says you don't watch much CBS Sports Network college football, which I don't blame you because they don't have anything good. But, um, yeah, they they use that on uh, CBS Sports Network. That is not exclusive music to the SEC. Um, just nobody ever watches <laughs> games on CBS Sports Network. So, Jason says Florida has much better athletes than Utah. Mullins recruiting, though, failing to meet Florida's absurd standards is a whole different planet than Utah. Fair enough. Are those people that hype Will Levis is stuck in the past regards to quarterback size? Possibly. I think I I think a lot of it has to do with people watch uh, a few throws uh, on limited film and think. And they look at 
size and think that that guy's the next Josh Allen or whatever. And, and largely, um, he was not good against decent competition a year ago. I've seen people compare him to Joe Burrow. That Will Levis is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's first year at LSU wasn't great. Second year won a national championship. I've seen those comparisons. Joe Burrow in year one showed you his high-level talent. Did you see high-level talent from Levis? I, I saw good things, but not what people are hyping him up to be. Who are you more impressed with last year? Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, or Will Levis? I I, I think people want to be different, and it gets it gets cute in the Will Levis hype, I think is more cute than anything else. Uh, yeah, Ramsey, I can believe Baker said that about uh, playing the Browns. I did. In, in fairness to Baker, that wasn't in a press conference. That was a, a private exchange with a reporter that the reporter shared. Uh, that was not something he said publicly or anything like that. That was a conversation between he and a reporter and a reporter put that out. Probably shouldn't have done that. But anyway, I agree with Chase. Memphis Rumble says MSU will have the let's write, uh, yeah, let's write last year's game versus Memphis wrong mentality early and goes into halftime trailing 14 10. Then MSU unloads in the second half and wins 35 21. Context matters too. Talking about state, Chase says it's not a good time to be in the SEC. Nope. Ole Miss is up, Arkansas is up, Kentucky is up, Texas A&M has better athletes, Auburn is in a downswing, has better athletes, LSU in a downswing, has better athletes than anyone in the country, not named Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, so he's laying two losses before the season even starts this year. Then he has to play Ole Miss and LSU both on the road, and Kentucky, as you mentioned, on the road, and Texas A&M, who will have better athletes than everybody they play except for Alabama. It's a nightmare to be in the SEC right now. It's an absolute nightmare, which is why I'm with you with context, and that's why, to me, consistency matters. If they are competitive and they're just not winning all of these games, that is acceptable because it takes time and you don't have the financial resources to get players like they do at Texas A&M. Things ha yeah, I agree with you, I guess is what I'm saying. Which SEC team gets John Sumrall in a couple of years? Kentucky? When uh, Mark Stoops goes to Auburn and he goes to Kentucky after one year, I don't know. That that's an interesting. If you if you want to look for something interesting in the Ole Miss game, it's hard to because it's Troy. It's quarterback, obviously. The answer is is quarterback. Who plays and how much? But also, you know, they don't know what Troy's going to do. It is a new coach and it is a new staff, and they do have good players for their level. They have in the past beaten SEC teams. That, that's a thing that's that's real. So that could make it a little funky early as Ole Miss is trying to figure out what they're doing. Kind of have to game plan on the fly. So that, that's something. Lane Kiffin seemed to really respect John Summerall today, uh, or yesterday in the, uh, the press conference. Florida is an underdog. They're a three-point underdog in, uh, at home against Utah. Boy Scout Bob says, I have been seeing a lot of LSU media outlets saying that State is a guaranteed win and they don't even talk about it. Do they realize what could be potentially coming to Baton Rouge in week three? And you are absolutely right. You can't sleep on any of the SEC West teams. Even Auburn. You can't. No. If Alabama people can do this because that's a different animal. But if you are 
a fan or a media member, Reed fan, of LSU, Arkansas, Old Miss, Texas A&M, Auburn, did I say Mississippi State? If not Mississippi State, any of those six, and you are putting a guaranteed W next to anybody else in the SEC West, if you are guaranteeing that we win that game for sure, that's wrong. Do I think, for example, that when Auburn comes to Oxford, Ole Miss is the better team that day and they should win that game? Yes, I do think they should. The Egg Bowl is in Oxford, for example. But if State won that game, would any of you be surprised? You shouldn't because in those six, they all can I don't, They all can beat each other. Absolutely. You cannot sleep on any of them. How hard do I think Auburn would pursue Kiffin? Um, it depends, honestly, what uh, the Yellowwood guy wants. I mean, if he wants somebody that's going to be super-duper engaged with the boosters and, and kiss everybody's rear end and, and do all that, then uh, no, they won't pursue him at all. Uh, I'm not convinced, like some people are, that he Kiffin would be interested. Auburn is a disaster. It's a disaster. It, it the, the, the structure there is hard for me to imagine somebody like him would want to be a part of considering who he is. That would surprise me. It's a disaster. They tried to ruin Brian Harson's marriage to avoid paying him a buyout for firing him after one year. I don't think people talk about that enough. Ramsey says, what kind of crowd are you expecting this weekend in Oxford? 62,000 seat stadium. Um, 55,000 people. 54, 55,000. Student section will be full for a half. Um, I think they sold, they're going to sell, not counting flex passes, 8,000 more season tickets than they did a year ago. Something like that. 54, 55. Good, decent crowd. Troy won't travel well. But Joe didn't average a buck 60 yards per game in his first year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my God, Will Levis in SEC games is horrible. Where does Dan Mullen land? Nebraska, Auburn, or Florida State? I think most likely would be Nebraska. Uh, but maybe he likes this ESPN gig. I mean, you, you get paid seven figures of money, I think is what he will be getting. And you don't have to recruit, which is what he doesn't like to do anyway. It's less stress. I agree with you, Tim. Um, Auburn is a mess. Uh, that, that, that won't be a as attractive of a job as it should be. Oh, yeah, we did change the college football fix song. I, I've picked uh, the uh, college football on uh, ESPN theme from 2000 to 2003 or ABC. Yeah, that, that's an old music that I would like for them to use now. It's a good question. If they stay healthy at wide receiver, it could be one of the more underlooked units for, for sure. Uh, it can be better than a year ago if healthy. I mean, they just they, they couldn't stay healthy. They were very thin last year as well. I think there's more depth thanks to the uh, the transfer portal there. Zarek says, I thought thoughts on Ole Miss's linebacker group being ranked 14th according to Pro Football Focus. Well, we look back and find they were a strength rather than a weakness. I didn't know that they ranked Ole Miss's linebackers eighth. That is interesting. Uh, that surprises me. There's too much unknown there. Um, th there's really so much unknown there. I'm surprised that they did that. 
it just it feels like it's you can't know. But a guy like Troy Brown, for example, is a, a three-time first-team all-conference player. So if he becomes high-level, is that surprising? No. I disagree, Chase. I don't think Dan would thrive uh, at Auburn. I don't know if he would recruit well enough to truly thrive there. But anyway. Memphis Rebel says, I th- think we'll miss Bully Troy despite the possibility of their quarterback struggling unless they throw several interceptions. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I agree with you. They'll, they'll run the football rather easily. They'll do that on a lot of people, though. I think he goes back to a state-type team. Talking about Dan Mullen, that can be competitive, but not a lot of expectations. North Carolina, Iowa State, that's good. Any concern with the state offensive line still? Absolutely, yes. Yes, there, there is concern. Um, we've just got to see it in action before we know for sure, because it's a Charles Cross. They weren't particularly good up front last year, and now Cross is gone. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to be bad, but we need to see it first. Just like old Mrs. Linebackers, there's a chance that they're good. There's a chance that Mississippi State is good up front. There's a chance old Miss is good at linebacker. We got to see it first before we start making those kind of declarations. Yeah, Ramsey. I don't, I don't think you. I don't think you would. I. Uh, I don't. I don't at all. What do I think about the statement about Ole Miss and Oxford? Neil thinks it may. He may not mind staying at Ole Miss for a bit longer. I agree. I think that. I think that. One, he's telling the truth. I, I believe that he didn't expect to enjoy it like he has. But I think there's a football side of it too. I don't think he expected the administrative support that he's gotten, the financial commitment that he's gotten. And I don't think he expected them to be able to acquire talent the way they've been able to. I think he expected it to be harder than uh, than it's been. So uh, the personal stuff, of course. I mean, his daughter lives there and apparently loves it. He said his, his son wants to move there. So getting to be with his kids is a different, a whole different thing. And if they love where they are, then as a dad, you love where they are. But I think there's a football element to that, too. I think he thought the job was not going to be what it is on top of the other stuff. Jason thinks Mullen's going to end up at Arizona State. That's an interesting move. Uh, Malzahn could get an opportunity at a big-time school, but here's the thing. His job's about to be a Pac-12 job. I'm going to run through these quickly, and i got to go, fellas. But uh, EGO1 says, I really think Ole Miss gets one road win of LSU, A&M, and Arkansas. Which one would I see most likely? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, LSU. No. LSU. Scott says, why is State's offense downgrading because of Cross's loss, but Ole Miss will be better since Matt left? I, I don't think that they will be better offensively. I don't. Well, Ole Miss will be taking a step back at quarterback. I think Jackson Dart, for example, has got a really high ceiling, but he's not anywhere close to it yet. I don't think Ole Miss will be better offensively uh, when Matt Corral was healthy anyway. When he got hurt, things really changed with them on that side of the ball. I don't think they'll be better. Um, I think they'll be better in the running back room, but as an offense without the dynamic playmaker that Matt Corral was, no, I don't think they will be that good. Yeah, Boy Scout Bob, I saw that uh, with uh, with Mississippi State. If they had LSU jerseys, people would pick them to contend. Yes, yeah, so I saw that. That doesn't surprise me at all. The, the helmet does matter to some people, which, of course, as you can imagine, I find it ridiculous. 
Chase says, I think Kiffin is there until he tries the NFL again. I think that's coming soon. Um, I think the NFL is going to give him a shot soon. And, and Ole Miss did survive Miami, LSU, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and Southern Cal. Now, none of them, as it turns out, actually pursued him. But still, those jobs came open, and now they won't be for a while. How many big jobs in the sport are going to come open? I mean, Auburn, but it's a disaster. Um, and, and then who's on the hot seat? Not many people. Florida State, maybe. But, yeah, there's very few jobs that actually can come open. So, all right, I've got to go. I ran a little long. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget to like the video. Please like the video um, and subscribe if you haven't. Tell your friends. I would appreciate that very much. I'll be back Thursday night, same time. We'll do picks. Uh, final thoughts of the weekend. And then Saturday night, we'll be live talking about real football. Thank you, guys. I'll see you on Thursday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.